We're clear for takeoff. everybody and welcome to kings of the heart the kings of the heart podcast my name is tariq omari walton and i am joined by the one the only dr john hart dr hart my brother how have you been man how have you been i've been great brother can't complain good to see you good to see you i'm just always excited uh another another great topic here with you here for the people that's right that's right here for the people as we talk about relationships both dr john and i are marriage and family therapists and our job is to help people find ways to have healthier relationships with one another and so as a part of that we do this podcast for you the listeners and help you heal those things that you're doing wrong with with your partner and one of those things is often not thinking about your own partner's happiness you know, we often get so caught up in just what we want, what we need, what we're feeling, what we believe, that we forget that we have a partner who is as invested in our relationship as we are. So why are we not investing in their happiness as much as we're investing in our own? So today, Dr. John and I are going to talk about the ways that we can invest more in the joy and the happiness and the fulfillment of our mates. What do you think? Sound like a good topic? Man... That's that's a great topic, man. Uh, I think it's a topic that um, when we were discussing it as a potential topic, I, I it resonated with me a lot because I don't know about you, Brother Rick. I feel like it's a topic that doesn't explicitly get addressed like in therapy, but right. there are issues and like other topics that like are connected to it. Oh, yeah. That we end up talking about it. Like, does that make sense? I hope that wasn't confusing, but um but I, 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 I say that to say, like, we should be, I think, in our relationships and probably as therapists, we should probably be having this this particular conversation a lot more explicitly. Oh, definitely. I mean, there, there are certain topics when we start off in therapy. I always like to have conversations with my clients around what does it mean to be in a healthy relationship? And two things that people don't typically bring up. One is romance. And we can get into that one again later. Another is happiness. You know, being happy, feeling happy, feeling a sense of joy from your relationship. So many people are in so much pain by the time they sit down with us. They're not even mm-hmm. thinking about happiness. They just want the pain to stop. No, I just, I just don't, I, yeah, I don't want to hurt anymore, you know? And so at that point, you're probably not focusing so much on your own happiness, nor are you focusing on the happiness of your mate. And why is that? You know, Dr. John, let me just start off with that question. You know, what happens that we forget? Because early on, that's all part of the process. I just want to make this person happy. We're doing, we even put on masks. We act like people who we're not in order to make the other person feel happy about being with us. Well, what happens mm-hmm. that we often forget about the need for joy and for our, our mates to actually experience joy and happiness? What happens? Why do we forget to do that? Uh, I think a, a couple of things that come to mind is, and, and we've talked about this on, on this podcast, Cypher 3, I think one of the bigger themes is um, over the course of a relationship, we um, 
unintentionally start taking our partners for granted mm -hmm. and right. we start to overlook uh aspects of um who they are as a person right so it's not that we dehumanize them but we almost kind of simplify them right i think that's a great way uh, i would have kind of put it like we're not going to dehumanize our partners but we end up simplifying them to the point where we end up overlooking um what makes them happy i think we end up i think another thing that's related to that is we sometimes tend to say well i know them already mm. and i hear that a lot in therapy okay and i and and that always troubles me when i hear it because it, it then what resonates in my mind is like Okay, then does that make you complacent uh, in terms of truly knowing um, who they are? Um, because when I think happiness and joy, I do think about like the person themselves. I really do. Right. I, I think about um, are we are we having active conversations? Because what made you happy 20 years ago may not make you happy That's today. That's for damn sure. You know, right. and so whenever I hear couples talk about like, well, I know them and we've been together for a while. Right. I'm going to bring up the point Brother Reed brings up all the time, but people evolve. Yeah. Like happiness isn't this static thing. Right. Um, and 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 I'm glad you brought up joy. I mean, joy is such a, a important emotion and 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 things can get out of hand because why? Well, when we simplify our partners, then it makes it harder um, for us to be attuned to what makes them happy, mm -hmm. which would then make it hard for you to adjust and people end up running the same play over and over over and in over the, in the in the bedroom for right. birthdays and anniversaries <laughs> for no no right i yeah. mean they, they, because yeah. they've simplified their partner to the point where they're like oh i know what makes them happy but right. you don't know you don't know i think that's in, in in another way to reframe it is i think that is the joy of being in a relationship i know like that's how i always approach it mm -hmm. it's like you're constantly learning and adjusting and assessing right. that's fun that process in and of itself is fun yeah. why because you're dealing with the human being you can't simplify them so i mean that's kind of like my take i don't know uh how that that resonates with you brother I mean, i'd love to kind of hear your thoughts about that even to kind of piggyback off of that last point you know i think a lot of people just get tired you know, they, mm. they've worked so hard from the beginning. They put so much energy into it and they kind of flame out. They burn themselves out. Oh, that's a good point. You know, that, and, that's and, another good point. Yep. And I think part of that is because you're not really being your authentic self when you're first getting with your mate. You're trying so hard that you're not even you're, you're trying so hard that you're putting out too much energy. Now, you want to try. You mm. want to make an effort, but you're going above and beyond. So by the time you guys have formed a, a serious relationship and a bond, you don't have anything left to give. And it's you know part of it, yeah. You're taking your made for granted because you don't think they're going anywhere. So you're not going to invest yeah. the same amount of energy into trying to please them, make them happy, you know, bring joy into their lives, because you just don't have it in you anymore. You, you just don't have the desire anymore. And that's one of the things that gets in the way. It's like it's how you start your relationship. Your mate's always going to expect it to be the same way. And if you start off way too hot, I understand you get excited. You know, you caught up in the infatuation and everything, the passion, the romance. But you have to be able to keep some of that going. So if you start off too fast, you're going to burn out. And I'm not saying not to give your all, but even when you're working, even when you're working out, you have to be able to moderate how much you're giving. Otherwise, you are going to burn out. You're going to hurt yourself in the process. So you have to kind of recalibrate how you're actually approaching the relationship from the start. I think another thing to consider is people don't, when I think about investing, right? The first thing I'm thinking about is value. And I think what happens oftentimes is people don't often value 
how other people are feeling, especially if they're not feeling it themselves. Often when mm. I'm sitting say, down, say, say a little bit more about that. When I'm having individual sessions with individual clients, uh-huh. right? And we get into, you know, besides for the reflecting on feelings and getting mm-hmm. them to really tap into what those things are and your emotions, and you realize people have not experienced happiness themselves. They don't feel that joy and they haven't in years. And mm-hmm. so because they haven't invested in their own joy and haven't had to understand the value of having happiness and enjoying their lives, they're definitely not thinking about it for their mate. Again, mm-hmm. they are That's so stuck in how yeah. they're feeling or what they're not getting that they're not going to try for someone else because again, they don't, they're not recognizing the value in it. And so I think one of the things that keeps people from investing more and making sure that their mate is feeling fulfilled, feeling happy, feeling joyful is that they don't value it. They just don't value it. Hmm. And so, you know, part of this conversation has to be around, well, how do you increase that value? How do you make it so that your, your mate or, and you, value making each other happy again because at some point you did so you know you have the ability so it's not about a lack of ability but at some point along the way you stop trying and so how can you find Mm. the value in wanting that level of happiness for yourself but more so for your mate how do you even do that What's, what's the first step in finding that value um I think I think you I, I I'm still thinking about like what you just said when thinking about the first step is probably acknowledging that you're either stuck or you don't know or you're having a hard hard time identifying you know the value or the process on like how to how to do it because mm-hmm. I just think again man like we've said this before part of being in a relationship that's hard is like sometimes it's just it's like clockwork. It's like, you know, you wake up, you do the same thing over and over again and things get overlooked. Mm-hmm. And as other priorities come into the picture, where does happiness individually and for your partner, like where does that play? Right. So that's why I, I kind of started earlier. Like, I wonder if we probably need to start having those conversations a lot more. Right. Right. As an attempt to um, keep it prominent. That's the word to keep yeah. it prominent on our minds yeah. because and 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 so like and so like when i think about your question i think the way that i would answer in front in, in terms of first step is just creating more routine where this this topic is coming up far more mm-hmm. and being far more intentional because yeah. you'd be surprised you brought up a couple of things you'd be surprised what's underneath that it may not be that my partner doesn't want me to be happy or but it who's to know like they may be depressed and they're going through their own thing. Like you, you brought up some things and I'm kind of like, well, yeah, like there's probably some underlying things that is blocking. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but I just think there needs to be more courage around having the conversation to a, start assessing. Right. Where are we around like the happiness piece and, mm-hmm. and, and to strategize. And part of that assessment, too, is actually defining what it means to be happy. What does happiness actually mean? Again, when I'm working with my individual clients, I have this workbook called Action for Happiness. And Mm. the first question is, how do you define happiness for yourself? And people get stuck on that time and time again. They can sit up here and tell you all the things that make them happy, because that's actually the second question. But what are those things in your life that make you happy? People can tell you all day. What are the things that make them happy? 
but you ask them to actually define what happiness means to them, they get stuck over and over and over again. That's a good point. So the first step No, I've noticed to me, that too. That's the, a good point. The first step is to first define what happiness means to you. And so if you're thinking about that for yourself, then you have to talk to your mate and find out what does happiness mean for them because now you have something to work towards. But without that, without having an idea of what that concept means to your mate or yourself, what direction do you have? So first, you have to define it. Yeah, You have to define what happiness means. And like I said, people struggle. People struggle just with the definition of happiness. People have struggled with de definition of romance. Because again, these are things that we're not exploring on a regular basis. We're told by the yeah. media that we should be happy. You know, the news and, and society, yeah. we need to be happy. We Buy these things so you can be happy. Okay, so I'm, I'm feeling happy, but what does that actually mean? I'm feeling pleased yeah. and satisfied by the latest car, the latest phone, the newest person. But what does that really mean? What does it really mean to be happy? So, Dr. John, you know, for you, how would you define happiness? You're sitting down, having a conversation with your wife. Hey, baby, what does it mean to be happy? How do you define it? Yeah, I, I would define like happiness as, you know, I would kind of put happiness and joy together in a collective experience, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's what I would say. I would say, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a feeling. It's an actual emotion. That's like one part that I would like highlight. I would also like break down in my wife, like what, how do I experience happiness? Am I smiling? Am I, is there a particular kind of physiological response? Right. Um, I would also talk about like my relationship to happiness, right? Like, because as, a, as an emotion, like we relate to our, we relate to our emotions. So we have to be able to like talk it through, break mm -hmm. it down. Like, yeah. oh, I'm comfortable being happy or I struggle being happy. Um, or, you know, there are things that uh, throughout my life, of course, um, I've realized like make it hard for me to enjoy happiness mm -hmm. when I'm in a happy state. Right. So I would define it around like an emotion first. I would also describe it as like a state of being. Right. That's where like the joy part comes in. Right. Like it's a state of being like um, to live and to be happy. Right. Like that's why I said like that to be part. Right. Mm -hmm. Not to get philosophical, but. I do. Ex I, I would break down to my wife um, and I do with clients and say that happiness is a state of being like. Yeah. You are in the state of happiness or in the, you know, you're and and identifying what are common things that make you happy. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so it's not just describing it as like a state of being, but highlighting to your partner like this makes me happy. But when I say this makes me happy, I always push my clients to think both specifically and broadly, because you don't want to give a glossy overview of like, oh, yeah, like this and this makes me happy. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's important when if I, you know, talking to my wife about happiness is also understanding um, how it impacts me in other aspects of my life. Mm -hmm. And I think that gets ignored. So what is what does happiness mean? When, um, or or what does how does happiness and joy impact my life mm -hmm. and in the workspace when it comes to my physical well-being or, or the lack of my it. mental health <laughs> the lack of it too. exactly right. or the lack of it right like so when we talk about having extensive conversations it's not just read off a definition or come up with a definition about happiness i think we have to start doing better of breaking things down yeah so that way it's clearer to our partner mm -hmm. about oh i have a better sense 
of what happiness is. Right. And it's not just you read me a one line definition out of the book. No, we got to have comprehensive talks yeah. um, uh, about it. And yeah. so like I think so that's how I would talk. I talk about it. I would identify it as an emotion and explain how I relate to happiness as mm. an emotion. I would discuss it as a state of being, how it impacts my life, the way it shows up. Mm -hmm. um, and I would also, you know, lastly, just think about happiness um, in terms of like, what function does it serve? Mm -hmm. I think that's a deeper kind of conversation. Oh, yeah, it's like, what function does happiness and joy serve in my life? Right. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, like that's, I think those are like, the, those will be like the three, kind of parts to having a conversation about happiness and so i think you, would be helpful when you when you say stated you know state of being you know that's the thing that helps me separate joy from happiness to mm -hmm. me joy is actually the state of being the state of being happy right that's mm -hmm. the state of being joy is the action that's the the behavior i am joyous happiness is that emotion is the emotion that leads to joy happiness to me is um feeling good you know the things that make you feel good the things that that occur in your life that make you happy are really the things that make you feel good feel good about yourself feel good about the moment feel good about the people that you're around all those things encourage happiness so when you get down to like the basic elemental um definition of happiness it's really about what makes you feel good but to mm -hmm. not just you know you can feel good which can be a very um, um, basic emotion. But happiness is that extreme good. It's that it's that next level. It goes beyond just being feeling good, but that extreme sense of feeling good. That's what happiness is. Now, when you've achieved a, a, a great state of happiness, well, that's where the joy comes in. So now, my because I've had these experiences, these very happy experiences, now I'm feeling joyous. Mm -hmm. So me going to a theme park. And getting on a roller coaster, that made me happy. Getting on the bumper cars made me happy. Eating the funnel cake made me happy. But my experience of being at the park overall is one of joy because of all the, all the things in that experience that made me happy. So that's where mm. the separation is for me between being happy and being joyful. But just getting to the basic idea of what it means to be happy is just feeling an extreme sense of feeling good. And mm -hmm. now we can get into the conversation that you were leading to. So now that I understand, okay, well, you just want to feel good. You want to feel this extreme sense of feeling good, right? So now let's talk about how that impacts you and why it's important. That's when we start talking about the value. Why is it important to feel good? How does me contributing to your happiness have value in our relationship? Because mm -hmm. now I'm going to be encouraged to do things that are going to make you happy. It's, it all comes down to, again, that value, too. So now we start having that conversation. How is it impacting me? Yeah. Well, yeah. well, you know, well, you, the things that you're, the lack of me feeling happy is going to make me be real snippy at you. I'm not happy. I'm not enjoying myself. I'm not feeling joy. I'm not experiencing joy. So with the absence of happiness, it makes me very moody when, when we're trying to hang out. You know, yeah. so recognizing that. But. When I am experiencing happiness, when you are doing things, when you're investing in my happiness, now that makes me a lot more fun to be around. You know, it makes me have more energy. It makes me want to be more engaging. But without it, I'm less. 
So that gets more into what you were saying as well, just in terms of yeah. how you're actually experiencing it, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, and, and I also think um, when you were talking, uh, you bring up some really good points. The other part, too, though, that I see with couples that needs to be addressed is um, whose responsibility it is to, like, make you happy. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, that's, I don't, and I'll be honest, I don't really see it as, like, a full-blown philosophical question. Right. I, I do see it as we owe it to ourselves to, um to engage in things that make us happy so that we can experience joy right and if we're in a committed relationship there's an expectation there's somewhat of an obligation that your partner partakes in behaviors acts you know processes that um make you feel happy as well Mm -hmm. and the only reason why i'm bringing it up is like i I've, i've worked with some folks who um they'll they'll disregard the responsibility of making themselves happy and right. then just put it all on their partner and i've had to call them out on it um because that's not healthy at all i agree um i i i, I i've seen it I've, I've seen it clinically really crush the other person they, they feel alone there's also an accountability problem because it's like your whole um happiness and joy the only way you can experience it is if your partner does it. And it's like, no. And it's like, that's so unacceptable. And unfair. And and, and it creates, yeah, Mm. it's very unfair. So I just wanted to highlight that part because that's, that's the other part that can be controversial in couples therapy. And that's, and that's a brilliant point. I'm glad you brought that part up because it is not about your, your mate isn't responsible for your happiness, but that's why the conversation is about investing in your mate's happiness, because are they doing things that are helping to increase your sense of happiness? Or are you doing things to distract from it or detract from yeah. it? Yeah. You know, yeah, your mate isn't responsible for your happiness, but your mate should want to do actions that contribute to making you happy. They, mm-hmm. and I, they, they can't make you happy. That's internal. No. That's your own internal process. That's something that you have to invest in yourself. And their investment comes in doing things that are going to increase your sense of happiness. Mm-hmm. Is that that's the yeah. investment? The investment you're investing in your mate's happiness. You're not responsible. You're not creating your mate's happiness. You're investing in to make sure that that happiness has a um, a, a greater value and a, a greater um, um, intensity. But you're not responsible yeah. for making it itself. So yeah, I like that point. Yeah, I, and and it had to be made because at the end of the day, um, people people will misconstrue it. Like I, I, yeah, I mean, just exactly. from a simple yeah. standpoint, they'll they'll say. Well, I'm not happy in this relationship because you're not doing da 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 right. da. But then, when you push a little bit harder, you end up realizing that some of their ideals around happiness isn't a hundred percent on that other on their partner. Right. You've come. We've come to realize that they're struggling with making their own selves happy, and now they're projecting. Mm-hmm. Well, if they just did blah blah blah, I'd be happier. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 and again, like it's a touchy subject, but yeah. um, the the conversation. I'm sorry, the conversation around happiness and joy is not always like a very pleasant one. Some people have to be called out because, for some reason, based on their past trauma, family of origin, there's this uncomfortable part of them around or not having the knowledge or having the space to really explore how they make themselves happy right. so it's easy to just project on the partner right. and so when they're not doing so that's kind of like double it's like like overtime it's like you gotta make yourself happy then then be fully committed to make your partner 
that's not right. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and the reason why I brought it up uh, to make the connection is when you were talking about being it being draining and it being tiring. Yeah. That's when you said it. That scenario came up and I was like, in my mind, I said, do you know what's draining is literally being told or conditioned that your partner's happiness is tied to like all of you. Right. Like you got to right. make it. That's not fair. Right. No, no, not at all. Not at all. And I think what happens, too, is that people, again, like you said, they are still trying to figure things out for themselves. And they are, you know, you think about their past and how it's influenced, you know, where they are in terms of their own sense of happiness and what kind of gaps they're, they're leaving open. And they're hoping someone else can come in and fill that hole and make them happy. That's not fair. That's not really possible. But I think the one thing that really comes down to is, what's my favorite word? Expectations. You know, if you're walking in there with the expectation that me being with this person is going to make me happy, then I think you're approaching it wrong. Recognizing that by being with this person, you have the potential for sharing happiness, that there are Mm -hmm. going to be experiences that you have together that are going to contribute to the happiness that you should already be working on for yourself. But if you're not mm-hmm. working on that for yourself, then no matter what that Correct. person does, it's not Correct. it's never going to be enough. You're always going to have higher expectations because you're always looking for more and more and more. You can't expect that from anybody. You can't put that on anybody else. Again, that's not fair. Part of this job for you as someone in a relationship is to make sure that you have a solid foundation of your own happiness. And whatever anybody else does is about contributing to that happiness. But you're not leaning mm-hmm. on them solely to fulfill your happiness. It should never be about that. It should never yep. be about that. That's yep. we definitely want to make that point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. I mean, it's and it's spot on because, uh, I don't know. And also, and also, but I also get it too. Like I'm very empathetic uh, to couples when they show up because when you're in a relationship that isn't going well and hasn't been going well for some time, I think it's easy to just blend everything together and say like, well, my partner's not making me happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, I, I do push back. I, I I call them out and I say, well, you, you, especially as an adult, you have agency here. Right. What have you been doing to make yourself happy? Right. I get within the context of a relationship, your partner um, should be doing things and to use your word, investing and in making you happy. But I need to get a clearer sense. Is it, are you, when you say that, is that because you aren't taking accountability for your for own happiness right. either? Right. And that's when people usually they get they get caught off guard. And I do get why they get caught off guard, because you know why? Because we're not actively pushing ourselves to, to be honest mm-hmm. with ourselves about what did I do today to make myself happy? What did I do this week to make myself happy? And 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 that's where I think relationships like have to be like that's where it's in that complimentary phase, like you said, like you do your best that you can to make yourself happy, and then you lean into your partner for them to take it to the next level. But you can't be like, all right, well, I'm in a relationship now, so I will go ahead and forego um, all of my responsibilities to contain, you know, pretending to my happiness, and it's all on my partner now. Right, right. Can't do that. Yeah, but it happens way too often. It happens a lot. Yeah. It like it happens a lot. And if you really pay attention to like how people speak about their relationships, if you really pay attention, you'll end up finding out like, oh, this actually comes up far more than what than what you and I are probably uh, talking about right now. Yeah. Those expectations. You hear the expectations all the time. My part is not making me happy. Well, is it your part is not making you happy or your part is not making an effort? I think there's a difference there. Yeah, that's a good point. too. I want to draw a line between it. My part is not making an effort. Well, now we have a, something to really talk about. What are they not making effort on? 
they're not making effort around the house. They're not making effort in, you know, meeting my love languages. They're not making effort in, um, you know, dating me. They're not, they're not making effort in a number of different things. But that recognizing it's not the effort itself that's supposed to make you happy. It's the action behind the effort, whatever it's actually, what you're actually experiencing that will contribute, again, contribute to your happiness. It's not about making you happy. Can't say that enough. It's not about making you happy. It's about contributing to your happiness or, again, detracting from your happiness. So your mate isn't making an effort with doing the laundry. And so now it's all on mm-hmm. you. So now you feel the burden of always carrying that load, literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that's taken away from your happiness because you don't feel um, taken care of. And yeah. so that may take away from your happiness. So that's what you're really talking about. Your mate isn't taking, isn't making an effort. And by them not doing certain things that would make you at least feel some kind of relief, that's taking away from your happiness. But now mm-hmm. th- this is a different conversation because we're not talking about what's taking away from your happiness or what just makes you feel at peace. We're actually talking about what makes you feel happy. And so what are the things that your mate is actually doing that makes you feel happy? Well, they did the laundry, so that made me happy. No, no, that, that made you f- feel peaceful. That gave you uh, 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 um, some room to just relax. You feel relaxed because yeah. of that. But is that really making you happy? No. Right. What's actually making you happy? And so when you think about investing in someone's happiness, what does that even look like? We already talked about how to start the conversation and how That's to start doing point. that. But what does that actually look like? What does it look like to actually put action and effort into contributing and investing in the happiness of someone else yeah i think for action to like uh happen it's just uh, going back to your word uh i think there just needs to be clear expectations yeah it really yeah. does yeah. i mean why would i act if i'm not really clear about what you on how you how expect am I supposed me to, know? to show up how but, am i supposed to know right. if you don't tell me and we hear that a lot in therapy too. Yeah. How am I supposed to know? And the expectations part is a just big know. deal. You should and, just and know. It, and I, I hate that. I mean, because like it just does not make sense. Not at it, all. It really does not make communicate sense. Communicate your it, it needs. It doesn't. You have to communicate yeah, your open needs. your mouth. Yes. Like open your mouth. Um, and when we say clear, um, uh, you know, another thing to help with like the action part, and I don't know, Brother Rico, if you had to do this with clients, but I've always also had have had to in order to increase the ability for action to take place i've I've had to tell people be more concrete because it's not enough Mm -hmm. to just say i just want you to make me happy i i joke with my clients all the time i'm like i don't even know what the hell that means come up with i'm not even like yeah (laughs) like like what are the concrete what does that mean is it me picking up flowers and and dropping it off at your like what does it look like what i don't what i find inappropriate and, and for people to do in relationships is to be like, I don't know, like, be creative, like, come up. And I'm like, nah, nah, no, no, no. But because remember, one of the one of the best advice I ever got was, you know, when you're in a relationship, you're, you're constantly teaching your partner and it's OK. Right. It doesn't have to be like because they don't know everything that they don't love you. But sometimes like people, because you evolve, your expectations are clear going to evolve because your needs will will evolve right so just open your mouth and just say that and then and 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 so when you say action i think there really does need to be clarity yeah. it really does like name it right. but don't play don't play the immature i would expect that from middle schoolers and high schoolers <laughs> they're like they should just know what i want and you know no like tell me and 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 because then to brother reek's point then if it's not happening then we can question the effort exactly you know it's exactly. like okay or or 
them doing what they want to do. Like you brought up um, love languages, which is a great example on how this enters, which is the, the, the common mistake is, well, I'm going to love my partner how I love. I like to be loved. Mm-hmm. OK, then you're missing cues and I got to get on you about that. <laughs> right. But if you have not, I specifically said, well, these are the things that make me happy. Like when I come home from work and you rub my feet, knowing that I've been on my feet. Oh, my God. Like that makes that makes me happy. I right. feel cared for. Right. Um, when you schedule dinner uh, date nights every other weekend on a Saturday at our favorite restaurant. Like you see what I mean? Like be specific, but don't stay away folks from like any of these theoretical abstract, uh, aspects of what happiness is because I, I hear it in session and I All always have to push back. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you said, you have to open up your mouth. You have to talk. You have to tell the person what it is. A perfect example is gift giving. You know, someone will yeah. say, well, you know, I, I give great gifts. I always know what they want. Well, is it possible that they are letting you know what they want? You know, is it possible? Well, maybe they should just be more observant. Maybe they should just watch me. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they should be able to pick yeah. up on it. You know, they, they, there's enough. Like you said, people are missing cues. They're missing cues. They should be paying yeah. better attention to me. And then they'll figure it out. You can't depend on that. You can't depend on no. people picking up on cues and being observant and all that. You'll never be able to feel that sense of fulfillment if you're always depending on somebody else just watching. Everyone yeah, isn't observing like that. You uh, can't you can't put that on them. You can't have that expectation of them. That may not just be who they are. So talk. Yeah. Open up your mouth. Be as clear. Be as vulnerable. Be as transparent as possible about what it is that's that contributes to your happiness. I like biscuits. Okay. Biscuits make me happy. When I yeah. eat a biscuit, it makes me happy. Now they may go out there and they invest in a little roll of biscuits for you. Because yeah. you're being clear about what that is. I know when yeah. I cook these biscuits, my baby going to be happy. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's what we're talking about. Just state it. There's nothing yeah, wrong with that. Yeah, just state it. You know, yeah, but just, if you're having expectations that they're going to figure it out on their own, well, I, I've told them before. Okay, you might have told them before, but you might have to remind them. Yeah. You know, and like Dr. John said, people grow. People yeah, change. Right? So what you may have liked before you may not like anymore. So now they may be investing in that because you told them before, Correct. but that may not Correct. be enough anymore. You know, so you have Correct. to, you have That's to keep updating yep. them on that. But I think one of the problems is people are always sure of themselves what they want. Thank you. You know, thank you. They're not like, clear themselves. It. They want to put it on it. you to figure it out, but they don't know. So they're just waiting for you to, to throw something at them and say, Oh yeah, this is it. No, and that's it's a lose lose. Yeah, it's exactly. a lose lose because then when the You'd person tries, <laughs> it's a setup. You, you know, yeah, it is because then when the person tries, you're like, "This is not what I had in mind," or "Or okay. I don't like." Now you become mm-hmm. a critic, right, uh, to your own happiness, <laughs> right? And then now you're hurting the other person because the other person's like, "Well, I tried," and I'm sorry. I got certain clients, and we're working through this all the time. I got clients whose thresholds are really low. The minute they hear it, they hear that like they messed up one time. They're literally like, oh. "Okay, I'm not going to do that again." Yeah. And it's a wrap. Or, or or the catastrophize. I'm just not gonna do anything anymore. No, yeah, nothing like, I do. Like, nothing like, I do makes them happy. It was one. This thing. is a wrap. <laughs> this is a wrap. This is the last time I'm going to do this. And it's hard. Like yeah. that's why. Like, and that's why that when you brought up effort, I'm like, yeah. Like that's why it's like. And you're so right. That's what we're trying to get at. I think one of the one of the biggest biggest takeaways like from this because you're so right, brother Reek. And that's why when you said it, I'm like, yes, it's. In order for us to have healthy conversations in our relationships around happiness, we need to start uh, engaging in far more individual growth and work mm-hmm. and identifying things for ourselves. Yep. Because once we do 
do that. Then the communication part, it just happens next. But if you are unsure, how in the world can your partner know? Right. So when you said that, I was like, that that to me is one of the biggest takeaways because you know why? That's why people get in these like overarching big time conversations about like, what makes you happy? And they're like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, when was the last time you actually sat down and thought this Thought story? about it, right, right. But I mean, hey, think about it like this. If people aren't even exploring what it means to be happy, how often are they actually exploring what actually makes them happy? I agree. You know, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, and 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 so like part of it is like I know I know it's it's like this this topic was a very interesting one because it's it's easy to say like well like there's things within you know the relationship you know there's this there's that but I think one of the biggest things just to keep stressing is that like here's a topic that has tremendous implications for like each individual mm-hmm. each individual got to sit down yeah. You're yeah. right, bro. I mean, like, how often are we in our busy, crazy lives? Are we sitting down and literally asking ourselves, what is it that makes me happy? Exactly. Seriously. Exactly. Seriously. Exactly. And I'll be honest, I don't even know how often I do it for myself. <laughs> as busy as I am. No, that's why when you said it, I was like, no, that was actually a very fair point. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Dr. John, give the people your noble truth for this week. Um, I, I, I think a noble truth uh, is one um, we all need to start taking time even if it's five minutes to start doing more reflection about what is making us happy yeah. I think that's the first one yeah. I think the second one start engaging your partner a lot more around around the conversation yeah. doesn't have to be extensive doesn't even have to have implications for what tomorrow brings but at least let's start gearing up more conversations around it because I think it's easy for like the what's not going well and how I'm not happy mm-hmm. to 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 be prominent. And I think that may be a function of us not having more and more conversations about what makes me happy. Let me share it with you. Let me learn from you on what makes you happy. So I think those like that's like a, a long, extensive, noble truth. But it's one of the biggest things I want to stress based on like what we said today, brother. Yeah, what about you? Very good points. I would say the first thing is get out of your own way. You know, so we often get so caught, we get so caught up in what we're not getting that we're not even focusing on anybody else. We're not, hey, if I'm not getting it, you're not getting it. Stop being so selfish. If you're both working towards making, helping each other be, find that happiness, then you're both gonna be doing well. But if you're only focusing on what you're not getting and you're trying to deny your partner that, that's just a very selfish way. Sorry to be so judgmental, but that's a very selfish way to approach being in a healthy relationship. Being in a healthy relationship means working towards your mate and not necessarily always focusing on just what you want. Okay, so that's the first thing. The second thing is you have to find value in it. Recognize, like we we talked about at the beginning, there are going to be major implications and impacts on the person's life and your life together when you're actually working towards making, helping them be happy. You know, if you're investing in their happiness, know that that's going to spill over into other areas of their lives. It's going to spill into other areas of your relationship. It's going to spill over into their career. It's going to spill over into their friendships. It's going to spill over into the other, it's in the family issues. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's so much, there's a bigger impact than just, you know, what's happening with with you every day with them. It's really about how it's impacting their entire life. It's it's increasing by working towards these moments of happiness. You're going to be increasing that, that joy quotient. You know, so find the value in that. Recognize why it's important to actually invest in the happiness you remain. That's what I got for you. That's my noble truth for this. Well said. That was well said. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well said. 
All right, man. Well, that's it for the show. Dr. John, please tell the people where they can find out where you at. Uh, you can always find us at www.kingsoftheheart.com. Come check us out, uh, see what we got going on. Um, you can always find me at rccmaryland.com as well. See all the clinical work uh, that we're doing in the community. Um, you also check out all the great stuff the Vera Institute of Justice is doing, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and trying to fight for equity and fairness, you know, and uh, fight crazy, for the peoples. Yeah, man, you know, crazy criminal legal world. Um, yeah. And yeah, and, and 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 definitely just kind of check us out, you know, um, in terms of Kings of the Heart. We're really excited by another fun year. So, Brother Rick, where can we find you? Like you said, find me right here at kingsoftheheart.com. You can find us streaming on all major streaming platforms, the Kings of the Heart podcast. You can also find out more about me at TyreekOmariWalton.com, InsightFamilyInsightMFT.com, my private practice, as well as ViewsAndVibes.com. And, you know, we're on all the different social media platforms as well. So we're worldwide trying to keep you involved, trying to stay connected with you. Make sure that you stay connected with us. Until next time, guys, hope you enjoyed the show and we will check you out with Kings of the Heart later. Peace.